Yes, Lord. God, we agree together. Lord, we speak against these things. Lord, these mountains that we see in our lives, God, we speak the name of Jesus over them. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus, every tongue confess that he's Lord. God, we come against fear in the name of Jesus. We speak the name of Jesus over anxiety. Lord, I speak the name of Jesus over every financial issue, over every addiction, God, over every stronghold in our life. We speak the name of Jesus that you bring light into the darkness, God, that you silence every, everything, Lord, in our lives, every wind, every wave, every storm, God, we speak Jesus, and we speak a peace now over each one. Lord, I pray your presence come and just fill each heart. Fill us, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God. Lord, your word says that whatever we agree together on earth is touching heaven, God, it will be done for us. I thank you, Lord for silencing these things in our lives, for meeting us in every situation, for giving us the strength, Lord, to walk another day with our eyes on you. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. It was a blessing. Well, good morning. I'm glad you're all here. My name is Greg Vicar. I'm one of the pastors here. Thank you for those of us that are joining us online. This morning, we're going to be talking about better together. And I wondered, have you ever heard the quote, life is not a destination, it's a, it's a journey, right? That's such a great quote, isn't it? Because it, it makes us keep our head up a little bit more. Instead of just looking right at what's, what's so close and near to us, it, it, for me anyway, it makes me think, okay, what, what really is going on on life? So just a fast fun fact, anybody know where that quote came from? We all know it, right? I do. You're right, because I had to look it up. We all know that quote. Ralph Waldo Emerson was the guy that, that created that quote. And you know, while it's a great quote, it's really only part of the truth. Because here's the real truth. Life is a journey, but life has a destination, doesn't it? <laughs> right? It, there's only two things that are certain in life. What are they? Death and taxes, and that wasn't Ralph that, that quoted that. I don't know who quoted that one. Somebody, somebody did, but we all know these quotes. We all say them. You know, and I had, I had a privilege this week of meeting a couple, and it was, it was just a very difficult circumstance that, that they were in that caused me to meet with them. Um, the wife had lost her mom. She'd lost her dad. She'd lost two of her brothers, and her one remaining sister that she was closest to had just passed away a couple months ago, and she was in such grief she didn't, she didn't know, she couldn't find a way out of that grief. And it's because she, uh, her and her husband were, were good friends with, with a friend of mine that attends Shiloh that, that he said, hey, would you come and maybe meet with my pastor? Now, see, he could have met with them, but he was their friend. And sometimes it takes another voice, right? So, so they came and, and we met together and we could talk about a relationship with Jesus. We could talk about that when we give our hearts to Jesus, he comes with all that he is, and he is the only one that can bring comfort to our souls. Amen? And, you know, as, as we talked about that relationship and the destination of, of, what, of what all of our lives are going to come to someday, we have the hope when we know Jesus that this life isn't all that there is, that we're going we're gonna to go into eternity, we're going to see our loved ones again if they knew Jesus as well. That's the hope that we have in us. And together, as, as me and my friend talked with them, we were, we were better together. It's something he couldn't have done by himself, and certainly I would have never met them if they weren't on life's journey together. 
and their life hadn't intersected my friend's life and then my life could intersect theirs. It's, it's crazy sometimes to think about how God weaves all these things together and starts to move puzzle pieces. So as I look at 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven, it says this, all of you together are Christ's body. Each of you is a part of it. You know, while we're talking about all of us together are part of Christ's body, anyone that volunteers here regularly at Shadow, I just want to give a huge thank you to all the volunteers. Can we just say thank you to each one of the worship team, to the sound guy in the upstairs, or the AV guys back here, the sound people, all the children's ministry workers, the people in the coffee bar, the people at the door that greet, that work at Connect Center, that usher. It's just amazing the different volunteers. Thank you to each volunteer. We, we really do come together as the body of Christ. But Paul is saying that everyone on the earth, is he saying that everyone on the earth is a part of his body? See, he's talking in 1 Corinthians to believers. He's talking to people that know Jesus. And you know, today there is an invite. Like if you're not part of the family of God, I want to invite you to become part of the family of God. So how do you, how do you get involved in this? How do you become part of the family of God? It starts with what I like to call a sinner's prayer. That we, we acknowledge who we are before God, that we're sinners. Because we all are. We know that. And Jesus is our Savior. He's the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. As, as he gave his life for us, we give our life to him. And say, Lord, would you work through me? Would you work in me? Would you be the Lord of my life? And as we do that, we start a journey. We enter into the family of God. Now we're brothers and sisters with one another. And each of us together, we make up the body of Christ. So today, we've got a a different kind of a Sunday. You might have noticed two chairs here. I want to bring to you some faces of Shiloh that, that maybe some you know, hopefully not all of them you know, because I want you to learn about different people. And we're going to be talking about small groups because small groups is something we're starting again this winter. And you know, the, the, the most amazing thing about small groups is how it brings people together and how we grow and how we learn together. So I'm going to invite Ed up and John. They're going to be the first ones here that are going to talk about small groups for a minute. So. Yeah, let's you want to move these the chairs. Up, okay. Up front. No, pull them up front. Pull them up front. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move this back. All right. Just cool. a bit. That's all right. There we go. That way people can see. Back further. There we go. How's that? Does that work? All right. Nice. All right. Well, John King. Good morning, Ned. You know, the word says that God is over all the kings of the earth. Amen, and that's why I'm named King. That's right. That's right. So, John, you are not a native New Hampshireite. No, I'm from Southern California. So, Southern, why would anyone, okay, so Southern California, why and how, what brought you to New Hampshire? Well, my uh, daughter and son-in-law and my granddaughter live here, and uh, why I lived in Southern California, that's where we raised our family. I met my wife there, and uh, about three years ago, uh, she went to be with the Lord. Uh, She had leukemia for two and a half years, and God healed her from that, gave her to me, and then he decided to take her home. Yep. Well. And uh, my son and my daughter and my granddaughter asked me to come out here and live with them even though I have a daughter and grandchildren back in California. And uh, my daughter and I, I've 
we've always been close. And she loves the Lord. They love the Lord. And I thought, I'm going to go move to New Hampshire. <laughs> so you got here. How did you happen to find Shiloh? Well, you know, we went to probably seven or eight different churches. And my wife and I uh, attended a non-denominational church in California for about 32 years. In fact, we were there when it started. And uh, we wanted a church that believed in the Word of God. We wanted a church that uh, believed in the whole Word. Uh, the church that I came from saw a lot of miracles. People healed, and uh, I wanted a church like that. Mm -hmm. But as we traveled around and looked at a lot of the different churches, and a lot of them were smaller, I was really concerned, and my daughter and my son-in-law wanted a church for my granddaughter to grow up in, to know the word, and... Uh, that's how we ended up here at Shiloh. Uh, one of my daughter's friends, very good friends that attend here, told her about Shiloh, and so we came to visit, and that's how we came here. My daughter's, my granddaughter's involved in Shine with the young people, and uh, we came into the door, and people were very friendly. You know, that makes a difference. Anybody that walks into the door here, will be greeted. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, so now you're here. You love it. I love it here. So how did you, what motivated you to look at the small groups and, and get involved in one? Well, <laughs> you know, my, uh, my daughter and my son, I call him my son. He's my son-in-law, but he's like my son. Uh, they decided they were going to go to a small group. And they heard about it while we were here. And I thought, oh, I really don't want to do that. I'm older. I don't need to go into a small group. And so they invited me to go to their small group. Well, then I got to think, I don't want to go with them. I'll get into my own small group. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm older, but so what? And, you know, as I moved out here, God has a purpose for us. After mm -hmm. my wife passed away, I thought, I'm worthless. Well, you know what? I'm not worthless. God has opened up all kinds of doors for me to meet people, minister to people. And so I decided to come to small group. Your well, small group, you, Ed. God led you to the best small group at Shiloh. Oh. I mean, you talk about God being in this. I all agree. Right. <laughs> I love it there. And, you know, I expect a lot of miracles. Yeah. One thing about our small group is we go through the word, but we also have a prayer time. And, you know, uh, there's people that are online even with us in our small group, which mm -hmm. I think is great. If you're by yourself out there, get into a small group. Join us. You know, we, we pray for each other. We pray for, uh, but what is the greatest thing is, I expect America. You know, if I pray for somebody, I expect for that to happen. I just don't sit back and say, oh, well, maybe it'll happen. No. God hears our prayers. Mm. And as a group, like our study group, 
we pray, we expect a miracle. Mm, into that. You see, and so there's people, if you're not in a steady group, you need to get involved in one. If you're by yourself, come join us. Don't be by yourself. You know, mm. <laughs> you said one thing one time that sticks with me all the time. You can either be a renter or a buyer. If you're a renter, you're just going to sit in a pew, come on Sunday. You love the Lord. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You can be a Christian. Or you can be a buyer. Get involved in a steady group. Get, find your place in the church. You're worth something. I don't care how old you are. I'll be 76 here pretty soon. But you know what? God's got a purpose for you. Well, you're old. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> My daughter tells me that all the time. <laughs> but you know what? I've got a purpose. And when I'm done with that purpose, God will take me home. Well, I love John because he's the oldest one of the small group <laughs> instead of me, which is awesome. And by the way, if you don't know John, you know, introduce yourself. John is, is something that we need more of today. He is an encourager. So you will not talk to John and get anything negative out of him. If you're looking for that, you're not going to find it. But John will, will make you feel better at the end of the conversation you have with him than you did when you, when you got first uh, started that conversation. So thank you, John. And if you need prayer... He's, Come to our study group. Yeah. We'll pray with you. Yeah. We'll agree. If you're with in you. another small group, you can leave. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. But you know what? We expect a miracle. Yes. We're going to see it in this church. Amen. If you're involved, you can be involved and be a part of that. Amen. Thank Thanks, you. John. Appreciate you, brother. meets on Thursday nights. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what my group meets is Thursday nights. Their group meets on Wednesday nights. Um, all right, so this next couple you're going to hear from are probably like many of you. They're at home today. Uh, so they recorded a video. You'll hear a little bit about their story, and then I'll say a few words after it. So would you just play the video from Derek and Jessica? Hi, Shiloh. Happy Sunday. We are Derek and Jessica Shea, and today we're excited to share with you our small group testimony. We have been blessed with three girls and a baby boy, ranging from six years old to six weeks old. We started coming to Shiloh about four years ago when we first moved here, and as we started getting settled and familiar with our neighborhood, um, we met a very lovely family, the Locks. And one day, Emily and I were out for a walk, and I asked her if she happened to know any good churches in the area. And lucky for me, God gave me the perfect person to ask. So a week later, we started attending Shiloh, and we knew within minutes it was our place to worship. Over the next few years, we were ready to take a deeper step within our church and our walk with God. We knew of how supportive, encouraging, and impactful small group has been. And by the time we were able to join the next session, small group uh, had started. It also had become the start of COVID. Our first session was virtual, which may have seemed a bit different at the time, but it was a divine plan for sure. We were welcomed with virtual handshakes and open arms, into Ben and Jill Hire's small group. We immediately felt connected to the group and were, we were excited to meet each week. Since starting small group, we have developed the most precious, deep, irreplaceable bonds that only God knew we needed. So during the past year, we have actually experienced the loss of two babies and the pain and confusion that we felt at the time was just about unbearable, um, but we have just seen how in the midst of um, a storm that God will comfort you, protect you, guide you, 
um, and we found that all in small group. Our friends in small group, they really got us through that year. Um, I envision small group as my own little war room, if you're familiar with the movie. Um, just knowing that you have close, Christ-minded friends wholeheartedly praying for you. It's just an incredible gift. Their prayers never ceased, even as we started to heal, and their prayers were not only heard, but answered, because just this past November, on Thanksgiving morning, we were able to welcome our fourth child, our son Nathan, into the world, and his name means gift, which couldn't fit him more perfectly. Small group to us is an essential part of our week and our faith. It has continually drawn us closer to God, encouraged us, and challenged us to be brave in our faith, and allowed us to comfort others as well and witness incredible ways that God is working in other lives and, and, and develop meant-to-be friendships. If you are not in a small group yet, we truly do hope you consider joining and experience the joy waiting for you there. And thank you for listening to our story, and we hope you have a blessed day. Amen. So that's Derek and Jessica. Um, you may see them in a couple of months as their baby grows, and it's a little easier for them to come to church. But yeah, what a, what a great story of how they're just walking in their neighborhood, and they happen to meet someone. Uh, it was Emily Locke that they met, and, um, and just how God moves in that way, right? So, so now they're in a small group. They had to join through Zoom. Like some of us, like, how, how do I get to know people through Zoom? They did it, right? It worked. I don't, I don't know how it worked, but it worked. Next one up, Ashley, would you come up? Uh, introduce, I'd like to introduce Ashley McWilliams to all of you. Here's a mic, Ashley. So, Ashley, are you from New Hampshire? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from upstate New York, but I went to school in Maine. So. All right, and how did you find Shiloh? Yeah, so um, my now husband, um, he got a job in this area. I was still up in Maine at college, and he was doing a little church searching. Um, and so when, we were, when I was still in college, I would drive down probably like once a month um, and come to church with him on Sunday morning. And Shiloh was kind of his home base, and I really liked it too, so it, it stuck. Um, and so, yeah, I've been coming ever since. Um, and after we got married, we, of course, just stayed here and, and came together. So. So when did you first come to small group, and, and what was it like the first time you were coming? So um, the first time I came to small group, I had um, been married for a couple months, um, but my husband was actually in Missouri at Army training. Um, so I came alone <laughs> to the small group that he had been in, so everyone knew about me, and I knew no one. <laughs> so they were like, this is the person he's been talking about. Um, he wasn't able to log on because we have the hybrid group also where people can log on on Zoom because um, he had a time change and it was army training. So um, <laughs> he wasn't able to log on. So I had to brave it myself. I think he had sent me like a, you know, you can do it text that morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, I got into the parking lot and I, you know, sat there. I waited for other people to get out of their cars. <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, time to put on my big girl pants and uh, go in. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and what, what did you find? What was it like coming to a small group? Because I'm sure there's probably people that are much like you, where they're not sure. Do I take the plunge? Do I get involved? What, what was it like? Yeah. So it was awesome. Um, I walk in not really knowing what to expect. And it was during COVID time. So um, it was just, I really hadn't had a human interaction for a little bit. Um, and 
it was just so welcoming. Um, there were still some snacks out, all like single portion, you know, so, so COVID friendly. But um, there were snacks and just, um, you can see when people are smiling, even with a mask on, just through their eyes. And you could totally see that there. They were just, they were welcoming with arms. And um, because some of them were like, Pastor Greg introduced me to some of them. I was just like, this is the Ashley that Kevin's been talking about. And it was just, it was a fun way to just um, be able to start conversations with people and get to know people that I had seen in church, but I hadn't said hi to them or I had said hi, but I hadn't dove in, into life with them. Mm-hmm. So now when you come to church, how many people do you know? Usually I feel like I know at least a dozen, right. if not more. Because you've got a family, exactly. right? And, and that's one of the things, see, you know, you can come into church and you can leave, but when you've got a small group family, all of a sudden it's like, hey, how you doing? Like you've got friends, you know, and, and that's what community looks like. That's being a part of us. So thanks so much, Ashley. Yeah. I appreciate your coming up here. Um, let me clean this off. Cassie, could you come up here for a minute? So how many of you know Cassie? Yeah. Cassie is part of our worship team. Cassie, did you grow up in New Hampshire? For the most part, yes. For the most part, okay. For most of my life, I've... I was hoping to get at least one. (laughs) Um, But what small group are you in, Cassie? Well, I mean, I'm still in high school, so it's through the youth group Shine. Yeah, all right. So that's a great, great place to be. And um, how long have you been in youth group? And, and tell us a little bit about when you first went or tell us about now as you're going. What's it like? So I've been going since like sixth or seventh grade. My whole family has been very involved in the youth group. And it's been through definitely some changes over the years, just, you know, through the years. But, um, you know, youth, um, youth group is really a place where kids can just come and find a good Christian community. And I think it's awesome because, you know, we can have our school friends, but I feel like with the youth group, you have almost a safe place. And we build great community with one another, and it's just where kids can just just have fun, but also be learning about God. And, you know, we have a shine camp every single year or um, in the summer, and that is probably like the highlight experience of the year where we can all really dig in. There's no electronics, and um, we just really dig into God's Word. And it also makes all of us closer because um, I think the biggest thing that Shine Camp does and, you know, sets us up for the rest of the year is kids really open up and they learn that um, we're all human and we all have our own experiences that, you know, we all experience things. And I think it, the camp gives a great space for us to really open up and just to get into God's word. And then for the rest of the year, we're just continuing to um, get to know one another and continue to learn about God. But again, just having fun. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So you come to Shine and that's part of your community, but you also do something at your school. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'm senior at Bow High School, and one club that I am a leader in is FCA, and I think many of you guys are familiar with it. It stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and although you don't have to be a Christian or an athlete to come, which I think confuses some <laughs> kids, but um, basically it provides a space for, um, you know, we'll meet during lunch every single Friday, and kids can come in, and, you know, we'll We'll eat and just hang out but and play some games. But then we do a message usually and talk about a passage in Scripture. And then maybe go into breakout um, 
discussions and just talk about the Word of God and how it relates to us in our everyday life. And um, just one testimony from that is that last year, I remember I would show up and I'd have a message prepared and there were literally zero kids, like even our advisor forgot about it. And this year we're having an average of 20 to 25 kids. So it's been really amazing just to see how um, God's been moving and just you can tell kids are very um, open. And I think even though high school is when a lot of kids are um, exploring many paths that maybe not are not of the word, um, they're also very open to God. And it's been amazing to see how he's kind of so, slowly working in kids despite all that. Mm-hmm. But. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Cassie. You know, what I, what I love about Cassie's testimony is twofold. Um, she's come in a youth group. She's found community at youth group. But she's also taken that whole concept of community. She's taken the concept of inviting people together and brought it to her school through, uh, through this FCA club. And I remember a time for myself when I was at Intel. Um, Intel is a very large company. Well, we didn't really have a, a Bible study. So being who I am, I started to get to know people and said, hey, would you guys like to get together over lunchtime and just open up the word of God and, and started a Bible study and the Bible study started to grow and it was a, it was a great time. You know, I couldn't always be there because you have another meeting or a conflict, but like, why not? Why, why does it just have to be in church? Why not take what we do here in terms of a small group environment and bring it to your workplace? Um, so just to throw that out there, uh, Cassie's doing it at her school. Maybe she can be an example for all of us as well. So I want to take what Paul said in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven, where he said, okay, all of us are together, are Christ's body. Each of us are a part. And I want to just add, look at one other verse here. Uh, see, this is, this is a culmination in verse 27 of something that Paul's been talking about for a lot of the chapter. We're going to jump to about 15 verses earlier than that, where it says this, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And you'll notice that as I put that verse, it's on a special background. What does that background look like? Can anybody describe for me? What is it that you see? It's like a wall that we're looking at, and it's a little hole in the wall that kind of gives you a picture of the open sea behind it, right? So, so maybe you can see that now that I've described it to you. But just imagine for a minute, how vast is the sea, right? The sea is just, it's an open, you know, expanse. I, I love just sitting at the, at the shore or going sailing and just looking out, and you see the horizon, that's it. You don't see anything else. It's amazing. But now looking through this little hole, like each one of us are a window into what God looks like. We're supposed to be the lights that we show people Jesus. But as, as one person, right, I just show a little bit of who Jesus is, right? But now imagine if there was a whole bunch of holes blown into this rock, you'd get a much better picture of who Jesus is. And that's how we come together as the body of Christ, that each of us is a representation of who he is. But like, you may see through me one angle of Jesus, and then it takes another one to get a different angle, and another one to get a different angle, and and all of a sudden it's like, wow, now I understand what God's unending, unfailing love looks like, because I can see it in all the people around me. So Paul, in these verses, as he goes from verse 12 on, he starts to talk about that we're all different. Some are Jews, some are Greeks, 
Some are slaves, some are free, some are called to be the same, some, some relate differently together, but we're, we all can have a place in the body of Christ. See, there is no prerequisite. Like, all right, you have to be like this or like that to come to Jesus. No, you come as you are. Jesus accepts us all. So Paul says that we're all different. Just like the body, it's got many parts. That we're not just all one part. It's not like, what would it be if the foot said to the hand? Well, because I'm not a hand, I'm not part of the body of Christ. No, we need our feet. We need our hands. We, we need each one. Like, that's the importance of all of us coming together. Suppose you're not in a small group and that small group is missing their hand because they don't have you, right? Or they're missing their foot. Um, then he talks about what if the whole body were an eye? How would you hear? How would you smell? So we all come together as the body of Christ. It says that even the least of us is so important, right? Even the places, the, the things that we don't see, the private places that, that are hidden, those are some of the most important places to a body, right? So, so we need each one. It's not just if you're visible or, or, or if you're, you work behind the scenes, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. God has a place for each one of us. He calls us all to be part of his body. So if you're here today and you've never been involved in a small group, I want to make an ask. I want to ask you, would you try small group? Would you try it this session? So how do you sign up? If you go to our website, um, www.shiloh.cc, that takes you right to our, our What's Happening page, and you're going to see a little small group icon, and every small group there is listed. So now you might ask, well, I'm not sure if you're going to have a small group on a night that I'm free. All right, so here's when we got small groups. we got a Monday night. We have a Wednesday night. We have a new small group starting Thursday morning. Angela Potovan, would you stand up? If you don't know Angela, she's going to be leading a small group Thursday morning here at 1030. Thank you so much, Angela, for, for starting that. We've got one Thursday night and one on Saturday night. So we've got a lot of different times. You don't have to feel like, you know, there's one night of the week you can't make it. Well, then pick, pick another night. But it's so important to be in community, and we're trying to, to uh, you know, draw everyone in. So what does it look like if we would come together, all the members of one body? I want to close with this scripture. It says, so God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And, and that's what we see in small groups, that we're a community. We pray for one another. As Derek and Jess shared, there were some t- rough times that they were going through. There's space that you can share that and receive prayer and have others come around you. And then there's times where you're the ones that are praying for someone else because now you're giving them a helping hand. So we, we come together in such a way that's to receive one another in love. You know, we'll, we'll find sometimes in the world that they talk about um, tolerance, but they're only tolerant if you agree with them. Right? We don't have to agree about everything we discuss about in small groups. And sometimes we, we have a, some really lively conversations in small group. But we're there to come together and love and we're there to support one another. We're not trying to point out and harp on people's differences. You know, especially for someone like John, he's coming as, as an older gentleman and he's like, do I really need to come to small group? Is that something I should be a part of? Right? God's word says this in Psalms, that he takes the solitary and he puts them in a family. Right? There's no reason for any of us to feel like we're alone. 
right? We're providing community. We're providing a family. That's what small group is. And, and we're inviting all of you to join into that. I, I find as well that, all right, I have someone that I've been a believer for a long time. Why do I go to small group? Because you know what? My, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. When we come to small group, we mature. God, God works in us and through us to minister to others as well as to be ministered to. Maybe you're thinking, well, is now really the best time for small group, like with COVID being as crazy as it is, is this a time to come? You know what? I don't know. That's something to pray about. I, I view COVID in, in a couple different ways. At a church Sunday morning, we really don't have control over who's going to walk in. But a small group is different. It's small, right? You know who's going to be there. You could talk to the leader and say, hey, who is signed up? It's, it's, not, a, it's not really that you, you know, unexpected people will come. We've, been, we've done very well with COVID here at Shiloh because of all of you. Right, that all of you are responsible. If you're not feeling well, you stay home. Right, so we we've not had a super spreader. Praise the Lord, and and we don't plan on having it because we're responsible. So I think in a small group, it gives us that environment that it's responsible people coming together. Some small groups that meet here, there's a lot of room to separate the chairs, so there's kind of a natural social distance. But let's say you're not even comfortable then coming. You don't have to come in person. There's a number of groups, if you go online, that they're hybrid, meaning they're on Zoom and in person, and there's some that are Zoom only, so you don't have to feel like, well, I don't want to be the one person on Zoom if everyone's there in person. Then join a, join a small group that's only on Zoom. But we've got something for all of you, and I would love to see you get involved in small group. I think it's going to change your life. I really do. So would you stand with me as we close in prayer today? Father God, I, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for for just an amazing group of believers that you've called together to be Shiloh Community Church. Lord, and and I I thank you, Lord, for this invite for anyone that's, that's part of us that maybe isn't involved in a small group. Lord, I pray that this would be the session, God, that they would take the plunge. Lord, they would just take that step as, as some, some other stories that they heard about so far this morning. Lord, people took that step and they found such an awesome community, such a, such a welcoming community. Lord, that's our heart for each one, that there wouldn't be anyone here, Lord, that would feel alone or feel isolated. God, that all would feel like they're a part of the body of Christ. So, Lord, would you bless us today as we leave? Protect us as, as we, we travel home. Lord, bless each one that's online. Thank you for, for their uh, coming to, to join us today. And we give you praise in all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you need prayer for anything and you're here, feel free to come forward. We'd love to pray with you. If you're online, would you send an email to prayer at shallowcommunity.church? And we'll, we'll pray with you and connect with you that way. So thank you all for being here and for attending. God bless.